0: Hi and welcome to True Crime and a Spooky Old Time. My name's Sarah. So, um first before I get into my story this week, I did just want to say thank you to everyone who's downloaded and um following. Um just I can't believe I've got over 300 downloads. That might not seem like a lot, um but I was just I'm just surprised that it got that many so far. So I really appreciate the um yeah, the support and um think it's crazy. Um so I'm just glad that people are enjoying it and um I really hope that this episode will be a good one. I know some people don't like the um the spooky side of things and a lot of people prefer true crime, but um yeah, this will be this is the first spooky one. So um I will try I'll try mostly to keep to the crime. Um unless obviously you like the spooky ones too, I don't know, let me know which you prefer and which you want to hear more of. Also, if you've got any suggestions, that would be cool too. Um, you can send an email. It's a true pod at gmail.com. Um, and you can send the email there if you do have any suggestions. I am also on the lookout for Listener Tales. So if you have any Listener Tales, you can also send them to that email as well. And I'll pop it in the uh, description Um, But yeah, I think that is it. And that's enough of of that. We'll get into the story. So this week's episode is about Waverly Hills. Um, And it is um, Waverly Hills Sanatorium. Um, So I did listen to a podcast on this um, and I really enjoyed it. So I'm hoping that you'll like this one. I've had some people who have said, um that they wanted to hear it as well. So I'm hoping that um those people do enjoy it. Um, so yeah, like I say, I listened to a podcast on it and obviously um I've done some um done some research as well. And I'm just hoping that you will that you will find it as uh, as good as I did. So Waverly Hills Sanatorium um sits on land that was originally purchased by um Major Thomas H. Hayes Um, in 1883 Um, and he was in need of a school for his daughters to attend so he started a one-room schoolhouse that was located on Pages Lane Um, he hired a woman um, she was called Lizzie Lee Harris um, to teach at the school and her love for the tiny school in addition to her fondness for um, Scott's Waverley novels prompted her to name the little schoolhouse Waverley School um, so Major Hayes liked the name and chose to name his property Waverley Hill. So then the Board of Tuberculosis Hospital um, bought the um, bought Waverley Hill from Major Thomas, um, and they decided to keep the name as Waverley Hill after the um, after they bought it. Um, and they also built a two-story wooden sanatorium, which originally housed twenty patients. Um, and eventually um with the twenty five grand that they got because um, they got given that from the um the board, um they had twenty-five grand and they managed to build it up and they were able to um fit forty patients uh in nineteen twelve. And then in nineteen fourteen a new section was created for patients of children. So basically the patients uh, the children of the patients um that got tuberculosis because um you know, they couldn't really look after their children once they got that, um, as you can imagine. So they had to stay in the hospital with their with their parents if they were sick. Um and eventually the full capacity of the sanatorium ended up being hundred and forty patients. So the Waverly Hills was so far away from everyone and it was really it was really quite big. It actually had its own zip code. Um, it had a, its own post office, water treatment facility. And they even, you know, grew their own vegetables. And they had their own uh, meat for slaughtering. Um, you know, which sounds quite good. But the bad side of that was if you, um, once you were on the land, you you basically wouldn't leave. Because everyone there would end up with TB. And obviously they did not um, get better. So... Obviously, that is really sad um now in nineteen twenty four due to constant uh, due to needing constant repairs and needing more space, they started construction to make it five stories and this was finished in nineteen twenty six and then at this point it held four hundred patients, and that was the maximum that it sort of um got to at that stage uh, now they did try at the hospital to Obviously, to help the patients, they did try to cure the uh, tuber- tuberculosis, but um, some of the methods were, let's just say, um, inhumane. To be honest, um, but at the time, obviously, they didn't they didn't really know any better. They were just trying what they thought would work, which I can totally um, understand. But yeah, it's not great. So, I mean, one of the first ones was um called heliotherapy and basically patients were put in um sun rooms which used artificial light it was basically supposed to help their lungs um, obviously but it drove them crazy because they couldn't actually sleep because obviously they were just in artificial light um all the time so they couldn't sleep um which obviously would drive anybody crazy um I definitely get in a mood when I can't sleep. So, uh, you know, if you're in constant light, it's not going to be good at all. Um the next thing was patients would be left out twenty four seven, just outside, which is just I don't know. I'm not really sure what they were thinking with that one. Fresh air, I guess, but which makes sense. But yeah, any weather they were left out in, even snow. Um, In fact, one of the photos just shows somebody sat out with snow just all over them. They're just covered in snow. Um, So, yeah, not great. Um, Another thing that they did was, (sighs) I can sort of understand the logic in this one, but then not as well. They inserted balloons into their lungs and filled them with air underneath the lung thinking this would help thinking it would help them to breathe, which I can sort of get, like I say, but um that didn't work, as you can imagine. Um in one case, in a few cases it actually um caused a collapsed lung. Um and in some cases they even um broke patients' ribs. So as you can see it didn't really work there. So some operations included, um, some operations that they did included muscles and ribs um, being removed to expand the lungs. Um, Other treatments were electroshock therapy. Um, So another one that I just, I just want to say with this one, Um, I apologize if I mess up the names, I'm not medical, not medically trained. So yeah, bear with me with this one. So um, phrenicotomy. I'm going to say, which I hope that's right, but yeah, um, probably not, which is a phrenic nerve crush. The nerve supply to one diaphragm is cut off. Um, That diaphragm is paralyzed and remains in a relaxed phase that is higher in the chest. In this way, not only are the respiratory movements of the lung diminished, but also due to the rising of the diaphragm slightly in the chest, there is a small decrease in the volume of the lung. Um, The diaphragm opposite to the phrenic nerve crush continues to act normally. um, And this allows the lung on the disabled side to heal. But um, again, I think with that, um, it didn't, you know, obviously it didn't work. Um, But like I say, they really did try their best. And the other one that I just want to talk about was um, another treatment was... Uh, The shot bag method, Um, so a bag containing a pound of shot is placed on either collarbone of the patient and the amount of shot is increased four or five ounces each week until the patient is carrying around five pounds of weight on the upper part of each lung um, which restricts the excursion of the lungs um, and it's supposed to teach correct breathing and procedures uh, sorry, breathing and produces partial rest for the lungs um which yeah that just that sounds awful um but again they were trying their best so we have to remember that you know at different times they didn't really know and you can only do what you can do um and um, so now i want to talk about the uh the tunnels so there is a um t- underground tunnel um and the which is essentially what it's called is the um body shoe um some people today call it a body slide um or like i say a body shoe and even the death the death tunnel um where the dead were transported down and collected at the bottom a group of waverly medical staff would collect the bodies and take them off the hill to be cremated or buried um, the biggest misconception is that it is a slide. It really isn't a slide at all. Um, if you can, if you look closely, um, there's a picture. In fact, I'm, I'll try to post it on my uh, my Facebook or Instagram, um, and if you want to see it. So um, the underground tunnel was used as a railcar system, and steps that connect to the first floor of the main building and the basement of the original hospital. It stretched 525 feet underground to the bottom of the hill where the dead were collected by the family um, or cremated, like I say. Um, Only about 425 feet remained of the tunnel. The original usage for this tunnel um, is that it was a warm way to come up the hill in the winter um, and a very efficient way to bring up supplies and coal to the buildings. Um, As time tells us, the tunnel was used to process the corpses off the hill in a way that patients would not see um, the dead taken away in hearses, Um, you know, which which does make sense. Directors of the sanitarium uh, decided that this was the best way to keep morale up, which, you know, I can totally understand. Um, uh, Now, just to say, this part is a little bit... um, Oh, it's just, it's not, it's a little bit gruesome, but yeah. Um, So I just wanted to say that what they did was, and I can understand where this comes from, they um, basically, they would drain the bodies, which they, what they thought was that if they drained them, so basically um, disemboweled them and wrung them out, that then they would, um, basically that would get rid of any of the, um, you know, disease. But what they were doing is they would throw um, the remains of what they'd wrung out into the sewers. Um, When I say sewers, I mean, basically, they were just throwing them into the septic tanks, um, so spreading it to everyone else, basically. Um, So definitely not good. Um, So also in the tunnel, what they did was, if basically, if bodies were um, not collected for whatever reason, if they were just bodies stacking up, they would literally just um, cremate them in the tunnel there and then to, um, you know, to get rid of them. So that was also done down there. So that's um, a lot of the history that I could find there. I'm just going to kind of um, catch up to what it's like now and then get to the ghosties. So basically, um, once the... um, once the introduction of streptomycin came in, um, which was in 1943, the number of tuberculosis cases um, gradually lowered until there was no longer need for such a large hospital. So the remaining patients were sent to Hazelwood Sanatorium in Lewisville. Um, so Waverly Hills closed in June of 1961. Um, so they did try to do a couple of other things with the, with the building, um, but the only thing that really stuck was a geriatric home. Um, And sadly there as well, they also used electrotherapy and there was a lot of mistreatment of the um, of the actual patients. So that's um, that's obviously really sad. Um, And that was closed then by the state of uh, Kentucky in 1982. And in the in in 1983, um, a developer um, called J. Clifford Todd actually bought the hospital and he wanted to convert it into a minimum a minimum security prison for the state but developers basically dropped the plan um after neighbors protested so that didn't really work out and in March 1996 um a guy called Robert Albahaski wanted to uh, he bought the he bought Waverly Hills and the surrounding area and he basically wanted to make a statue um and it basically, it was going to also be like a ch- a church, um, a chapel, have a theater, a gift shop. It was basically it was like a twelve million a twelve million dollar project, um, but that was cancelled in December nineteen ninety seven. So that did not um, that did not work out either. Um, so after um, Husky's efforts failed, Wave of the Hills was actually sold to a um, a couple, Tina and Charlie Mattingly, in two thousand and one and they hold tours of Waverly Hills and they do a um, haunted house attraction each Halloween and the proceeds go towards uh, restoring the um, property. So um, they're currently also restoring all the windows um, and restoring the interior of the old sanatorium. Um, So that sounds really cool. Um, I would kind of I would kind of like to go and see it actually, <laughs> but yeah, so um, I'd like to go there and see that because obviously now we're going to go on and talk about the ghosties that you might see there. So the first uh, the first one I want to talk about is a man in a white coat. Um, he was named Joseph. He was a doctor there. And sadly, he did contract um, tuberculosis from his patients. Um, so he wanders the surgery room because um, he actually died during surgery whilst they were removing his ribs um, because, as we talked about earlier, they thought that would help. Um, so they often see him in the building when it's dark. And people have said you can see him as clear as day. People have seen him walking walking through the walls um, and also looking at them. Um, on the third floor, there's a little girl. Um, eek, with no eyes Cre- creepy and she walks up to you and then walks right through you um, there's also a boy named Timmy Um, oh, which he was six or seven when he died um, and he would play with a ball and people will see him playing with a leather ball they have seen the ball roll down the hallway to their feet and when they look down it's gone um, and then when you look again, look away again it will come back um, sometimes people bring him visitors will bring him toys so that he can play with them um, um also with uh, with with timmy, if you walk away um after um it will it will the ball will roll up to your feet again just in a different location so um he sort of like he sort of follows you um there's also a phantom hearse um, so it drops off um and leaves caskets um and then they fade away. And that is near the death tunnel that I mentioned earlier. You can also smell freshly baked bread. There's also loud banging when you're alone, um, flashing lights, moving shadows. Um and there were also um damp footprints, so obviously um because they were because of the how the building was Um, rain would obviously get in at the time and there would be um, a lot of puddles, so you can see damp footprints like around the building even if it's just you on your own, you'll just see footprints in front of you Um, so that's creepy (laughs) there's energy balls that are thrown around Um, visitors get objects thrown at them, which is crazy Um, there was one account of someone who got a brick thrown at them, um, but luckily I think it missed, so yeah, you know, that's good but um not great if it hits you obviously um people also get punched in the face um I don't want that <laughs> um so also I just want to talk about um room 502 so there was a nurse um, found dead in room 502 in 1928 um now allegedly because it's not confirmed she had committed suicide by hanging herself Um, from a light fixture she was only 29 years old and they think people think that the reason is she was um, depressed because she was not married and she was pregnant by one of the doctors that worked there Um, so that's really sad Um, and also in 1932 um, another nurse who worked in the same room um, jumped from the roof patio um, and fell to her death no one seems to know why she did this but it is uh, speculated that she might have actually been pushed over the edge Um, and another nurse in room 502 was actually um, was actually stabbed to death um, which is horrific um, and really sad now also in room 418 um, two patients who were dying from tuberculosis were they were best friends And they made a pact that they would contact each other by appearing in the facility. Um, So people say they saw uh, an old woman whose legs and hands were chained and bleeding. And then she will run and scream at you. So that's quite scary. Um, On the fourth floor, there's also crashes. Um, People feel like they're being watched. Some shadows can be seen bending around corners. Um, And they look directly at people who shout at them um so i mean if you want to show it a ghost sure um i don't want to do that <laughs> but if, if if i did show it one i wouldn't want them to look at me i would i wouldn't want that that is creepy um but you you show it a ghost if you want to that's fine that's up to you <laughs> um the staff say that they uh, the staff say that they've also seen timmy um they see you know lights flicker the shadows um and all that as well um so the staff do also see things um but that is all the ghosts of Waverley Hill and that is the end of my story um so I hope you enjoyed this week's episode if you have got to the end and you did enjoy it um please obviously um share with people if you can if you don't mind giving me a rating that will be helpful too and I have set up a um I have set up a patreon i'll pop that in the show notes so if you do want to donate to that that would be cool too but um thank you and i'll see you next time guys